When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. There's a time and a place for stupid. <laughs> and first thing Monday morning is a great place for stupid. It is Kristen's Stupid Bit of the Week to start us off. You know, I felt just right to kick off this Monday morning with a little bit of stupid to help get our minds mm-hmm. going. So Merriam-Webster just added 690 new words and terms. A few weeks ago, Dictionary.com added 566 new words and terms. I'm going to read you some of these new words and terms that they added to Merriam-Webster and Dictionary.com, and you're going to have to tell me the definition. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Some of these I'm very perplexed. Oh, and like the stipulation to make it in, each one of these words or terms has to be used by a lot of people and has to be useful for a general audience. And likely to stick around. Okay. Some of these I didn't even know existed. But hey, now we know. All right, your first word is blur's day. Blur's day. It's when you get so hammered on Wednesday night <laughs> yes. that you wake up Thursday, which is really blur's day. Uh, or, or you get hammered on Thursday. Uh-huh. And it becomes blur's day. Going into Friday. Uh-huh. I like your definition. That is not accurate, but I really dig it. This clearly comes from the passage of Genesis where God created the eighth day, Blur's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Really New Testament. (laughs) New, 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 new Testament. Um, Blur's Day is when you didn't get any sleep on Wednesday and so you're just walking around as a blur on a Thursday. I'm actually out the gate really impressed with your all's guesses. (laughs) We're intellectuals. We should leave now. Yeah, you really should. Um, Blur's Day, a day not Easily distinguished from others, other days or the phenomenon of days running together. So, like, last week, uh, Thurs- like mm. Wednesday felt like it should have been Thursday, and you get your days confused, or you don't know what you don't know what day it is. That's Blur's Day. Like, over the holidays, mm-hmm. when you lose track of the days, yeah. those are Blur's Got days. Got it. All right. All right? Got it. Next is Shower Orange. Shower <laughs> Orange. Wow. This was actually added to the dictionary. It's another way of saying loofah sponge. That is incorrect. It's when you get a little snacky in the shower. You get your so- shower orange. That is correct. It's a what? Seriously? <laughs> yes. It's like a, like a shower beer. When you, when you mm-hmm. have a beer in the shower, mm-hmm. just like that with an orange. It's an orange that is peeled and eaten in a steamy shower. People claim it's soothing. Shower orange. Okay. Never heard of that in my life. You, and you drink you beers in the shower? No, but that's like a thing. I, like every guy I've ever dated is like, can you pass me a shower beer? Okay. And they had to define it. Uh, it says a lot. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the worst is what I've seen uh, my dad back in the day try to smoke a cigarette in the shower. That's, <laughs> he that's he hardcore. Just wait till you got out. It's, a shower, no. it's a shower cigarette. You guys have never been around somebody like that before? No. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's special. <laughs> that's special. All right. Your next word is mid. Mid. Oh. Oh, when a, when a girl's busted. Average. 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 Yeah. average. Mm. I know but, that one. Tomato, yeah. tomato. Something that's <laughs> busted. So she's mid, she's busted. busted. Is not average. If, you're not, not. if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's not great, but not awful. It's just 
Mid. Mid. Mm-hmm. Like University of Florida this year. Oh! Now, yes. we, we are the number one public university, according to the Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much. We're talking about football, football. babe. Well, <laughs> listen, so right. I had nothing to do with the football team, everything to do with the <laughs> academics. All right, your next word is speed run. Speed run. Speed run. Speed run. Speed uh, run. It, it isn't, uh, is it not? Quite running, not quite walking. Isn't it almost like an Olympic event? That thing. That's speed walking. Speed walking. Ah, yes. This is a little faster than that. Okay. Speed running. Yeah. Uh, You're gonna do something, but a little bit quicker than you normally would. Mm, No. Um. To to decide to run really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Speed speed run. It literally has nothing to do with running. Speed run. Uh huh. What is it? When you play an entire video game as fast as possible. It's a speed run. Oh. Um, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You guys game at all? No. Does anybody in here game? Mm-mm. I think Cassie's the only bit. one. Yeah. All right, your next word is smishing. 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 Um, spell it, and I need the origin of the word, please. Okay, it's S-M-I-S-H-I-N-G. Smishing. It's a noun. It came from the internet. <laughs> um, smishing. Is when you get intimate with somebody in the water. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Wait, that's right. You're not quite smashing. <laughs> it's, it's more smishing. And you're kind. Of, you're not fishing. Right. But you're smishing. And you're not swimming. No. So smishing. And you're not smushing. And you're not smushing. <laughs> that isn't correct. Uh, cuddling with a fish. <laughs> that isn't correct. It has nothing to do with fish. You're smiling while you're also wishing. Oh. You're smishing. I like that, but that is incorrect. <laughs> the practice of sending text messages to someone in order to trick the person into revealing personal or confidential information, uh, which then can be used for criminal purposes. Oh, wow. You are smishing. Are you guys getting a crazy amount of these lately? Yes. Right? Yeah. It seems like it's picked up the last couple of months. Oh, uh-huh. those spam text yeah, messages. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. <laughs> Good luck with this one. John. John? <laughs> or Jean. Well, you have to spell it. J A W N. Like Jan, but with a J in front of it. Oh. John. It's when you yawn really loudly and you almost like dislocate your jaw. Have you ever done that? Where yeah. You oh, yeah. You can hear it like in there. Kind that of little pop. Yeah, uh-huh. little, uh-huh. That's what that is. Incorrect. But I like it. Is it referring to a people? Um, It's something used by very specific people. Oh, it's not that. Mm. Long johns. It's uh, <laughs> what white people wear when they're cold. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Like, oh, what? Long, you've heard of Long John's? Long John's? Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's a filler word used by people in Philadelphia when they can't think of the name of something. Like, hey, can you hand me that Jean right there? Uh, okay. I thought it might have had something to do with that, uh-huh. but I wasn't sure. All right, okay. But I've been very intrigued and uh, impressed by all of your responses so far this morning. <laughs> Even though they were all wrong. They were all yeah, incredibly wrong. I got one right. Oh, yeah, you yeah. did. That's Number right. one public university, baby. <laughs> <laughs> don't print on a football field, I'll tell you that. And that's where it really counts. The Bird Show. All right, so yeah. tell me what boy math versus girl math is that you guys started on Friday. I wasn't here. Yeah. So I've seen boy math versus girl math trending, and I'm like, we need to start a battle royale between the men and the women on the show, boy math versus girl math. So boy math is basically women have been calling out men for um, it's it's math that's used to like quantify and excuse certain behaviors. So, for instance, um, Abby used one that's saying, boy math is saying uh, you're six foot when you're really only 5'10". Got it. Okay. It's those type of things. Got it. Um, So, we had Abby and Cassie go against Mo and Jackson, and it was a very, very tough battle because Jackson brought the heat, (laughs) (laughs) but the ladies eked it out. But now it's going to be a little more fair today because you and I are both going to be judges. Both of our points count. 
and we will determine who is victorious today. So the ladies bring in boy math, mm-hmm. the men bring in girl math. Okay. They each throw one at each other, and we determine which one is more harsh. Okay. We're double stupid this morning. All right, so <laughs> I like this. Ladies went um, first last time, so we're going to have the gentlemen go first this time. Mo and Jackson, I will let you all decide between your, your teammates which one is going to go first. I feel like you should be the closer, fam, because you obviously are going to set it off. Open all right. us up, Mo. Girl math is spoiling your husband with his money. <laughs> very good. That is very good. Cassie okay. and Abby, I will let you guys decide who you want to go first. Cassie, I'm going to let you take this one. Boy math is knowing a quarterback you've never met stats, including what school they went to, but not knowing where your own kids go to school. <laughs> Both very, very solid. Okay. But are who are you going to give your point to? Um, I got to go with Mo on this one. Yeah, I got to yeah. go with Mo on this one, too. All right, ladies, kick it off. Boy math is rating women on a number scale while looking like you snuck on the earth. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. All right, Jackson. Girl math is complaining about your stomach hurting when you've only had black coffee and vape to eat all night. <laughs> Man, those are both solid. I, I got to go with Abby on that I'm one, though. I'm going with Abby as well. That's that was good. Both strong, though. Very strong. Snuck on the earth is what got me. <laughs> all right, guys. Coffee and vaping. That's beautiful. Girl math is spending an additional $500 because if I don't, I don't get free shipping. <laughs> well played. Shrews. That sounds good. And very, very factual. Boy math is wanting a prenup, but you only make 45K. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go cast on that Get one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, boy math is knowing 75% of your head is still balding, but still getting haircuts on the last 25%. Uh, <laughs> Jackson came out strong. I had to, I had to come and swing it. Damn, bro. Step up. <laughs> Oh, okay. Wow. He's he's perusing. He's perusing the list. Go ahead, peruse. She sent you back to the drum board. I gotta go back. He walked up to the line and is calling an audible right now. Yeah. You were in the batter's box and then you took a step back because you're like, I need to readjust what I'm gonna do. Mo, here. I'm gonna need some extra help today. Okay. Right. I got you. You want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. All right, girl math is is purposely hanging around prettier and popular girls and then getting mad that they get all of the attention for being pretty and popular. <laughs> My friends are hot. Ooh, that that bald one was pretty solid, though. That was. And Moshe's bringing, like, the hot, like, real tea. Just spit facts. Both um, strong. Who are you giving it to? Um... I'm going to give it to Mo. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to give it to the men. Okay. Okay. Who are you going to give it to? I was digging Abby's. Okay. All right. You're going to give it to the women. Are we ladies? Yes. Boy math is being a traditional man while living in your girlfriend's house and using her Wi-Fi to tweet. (laughs) (laughs) And then claiming you're very independent. (laughs) Guys? Girl math is saying, I'm not hungry and expecting extra fries to magically appear with my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Jackson Kim for the win. Give it to the men. Both of the points. All right, we are tied up 5-5 five, five right now. All right, guys, you get to go first this round. Girl math is having 24 pillows and only using two. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should say that, Mo. Because boy math is calling yourself the head of the household, but not knowing where the vacuum's kept. <laughs> I'm giving it to the the pillow get? thing. Oh, that's that, that yeah, strikes chord. It's, it's close that to home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're decorative. <laughs> All right. We're still tied up. Six, six. I spend more time taking the pillows off the bed than I do actually sleeping. <laughs> All right. What? Yeah, ladies, go first. Boy math is giving your baby mama $107 a month in child support and thinking it funded her trip to Aruba. <laughs> <laughs> Girl math is thinking that all of y'all can make a bag on OnlyFans. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Jackson for when the you win. Fun, when you fun, yeah, he did. Well done. The men get the, both the points for that one. Um, I feel like we should probably end on that one. Our final score? Our final score is the men have eight, the women have six. The okay. guys Let's go. Solid boy math. Yes, sir. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. 27 years later, a man was arrested and charged in relation to the murder of the 1996 killing of rapper Tupac. 
if you've been following the case for a while, this should come as pretty much no surprise because Dwayne Davis has long been one of the four suspects that was identified pretty quickly after it actually happened. But I'm sure you're wondering, like, why is this all happening now? Like, 27 years later seems so random. You would think if something was going to happen, it would have happened by now. But uh, a, pol- a rep for the pol- for police has come out and said that um, Dwayne's memoir that came out in 2019 revived this investigation because he actually admitted to giving the gun for this particular murder, which is just so dumb if you're trying to avoid getting charged with any with anything. And so in the state of Nevada, you can actually be charged with a crime, including murder, if you help somebody commit the crime. Oh, yeah. So that's why he was arrested. And I know this has got to be a, a really bittersweet thing for his family because like you can't change the past, but at the same time, like you're still going to hopefully get justice. And that's what uh, his brother told TMZ. It's bittersweet. It's bittersweet for uh, a number of reasons. Uh, the, the time, of course, 27 years, it didn't have to be this way. You know, it didn't have to happen at all. You know, I hate even have to live with the reality that my brother's not here. Exactly. You know, so. And right now, all they're hoping for is just more justice. Justice is uh, accountability. That's the, the, the sweet part. It's, it's bittersweet. And brace. I'm bracing for, because it ain't over. We still got to see if there's accomplices. Uh, and we still got to see the motive. Yeah, so I guess I'll ask you guys more about this. I mean, obviously, I know what happened, but I am not very educated in the levels on it. So while they're saying he pulled the trigger... We still no, he supplied mm-mm. the gun. Supplied the gun. Right. We don't know who actually put the mm-hmm. hit out just yet, right? Where yeah. the motivation was there? Yeah, so a gunman has not been identified, and they're not claiming that he was the guy to actually fire the gun. He's saying that he's actually the ringleader and orchestrating all of it to happen. So in his story, which, I mean, you take it with a grain of salt, he's been admitting to being a part of this for well over the 27. I mean, in documentaries, in his book, on interviews, he's constantly said that he was in the car and that he supplied the gun. And he alleges that it was a guy named Orlando Anderson who actually pulled the trigger, who actually ended up being murdered shortly after. So I don't know if they can bring justice to the actual shooter. But I think in arresting him, finally, hopefully they'll get some answers out of him with who else was involved. But I could see somebody doing this for clout. Keefy D, the guy that's saying that he was a part of it? Yeah. Or do you think he actually did, he actually was? It's possible. Yeah. But, I mean, he's been um, he's a known gang member who has okay. been involved in all of those types of situations for so long. And he's stood by it for so many years that I think he would have let it go at some point if yeah. it was for clout. I, I genuinely think he had something to do with it. And he's foolish enough to have self-snitched on himself all this time. Self-snitched. Oh. <laughs> that needs to be added to the dictionary. Now. It does. <laughs> we still don't have any kind of clarity on who was the one that said, okay, go get Pac. He's saying, well, he's saying he's the ringleader, He right? claims yeah. it's him. He said he made the decision. He was the guy that was behind all of it, which is why I could see your clout um, I mean, maybe statement he being de- true. So I think, yes, supplying the gun, absolutely. And like, yeah, putting it in the book, like murders, there's, there's no um, statute of limitation on murder. Like you're always mm-hmm. going to be eligible to be arrested, okay? Um, so yeah, I, 100%, I can see that happening. He may be exaggerating his role in in what happened to I could Dubai. See that, could he sure. be covering for somebody all, after all these years? I doubt it. Yeah. Maybe. You never know. I mean, it's hard to say, but I, I but think... But he threw the shooter under the bus. He yeah. snitched on so the shooter. So if he threw him under the bus. But then again, he threw him under the bus after he was already murdered. Yeah. So maybe that was his way of kind of diverting the situation. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it's just so wild to me that you would want any... <laughs> your name thrown in that circle and, and like, you're going to be charged with murder. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really get the clout situation, but um, people are still coming out and talking about how bittersweet this has been for them. His sister came out on Instagram and talked about how the silence of the past 27 years has been has spoken so loudly for their community. Jada Pinkett Smith, who knew him in high school, came out and said, now I hope we can get some answers and have some closure, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, on a little bit more of a fun note, Drake is giving out money left and right to his fans at his concerts. He just gave a guy $50,000 after he saw him in the audience because his ex didn't show up with him. So this guy is standing up there or standing in the crowd, holding up a sign and said, I spent all my savings to bring my my girl to this concert and she ended up not coming with me, but 
honestly, it's her loss. So Drake actually said that after he saw the sign, she didn't come with you. I'm going to give you $50,000 so that you can flex on her, which is the ultimate revenge if she's going to uh, drop out on you like that. He sent a, a couple. Well, it was a, a couple that went to his show also that was supposed to get married and go to their honeymoon, but they didn't. They went to the show. He sent them to Turks and Caicos. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So if you've got a big event coming up, make sure you go to a Drake concert instead. Yeah. Of, and make sure he knows that you decided to go there instead of your honeymoon. Also, the cause of Jackie O's death has been revealed. This was a story a couple months ago. Uh, she was in Miami. She was getting cosmetic surgery done, and they ended up finding her in like a hotel room. And it has just come out that she did die from complications of cosmetic surgery. Yeah, they say when you get BBLs that a fat embolism is possible, so that's why they're so dangerous. Mm. So be careful. A movie about one of this year's most tragic events is supposedly in the works. I'll fill you in on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. All right, so let's get into the email here and a follow-up from Friday, which was them having this discussion about checking passcodes and passwords, and I know Cassie feels strongly about this. Yeah, so it was a really interesting situation because they gave us this story, but they didn't give us the gender so that we could have an even playing field. Basically, it was a part two, uh, a partner with a boy and a girl, and one of them has their partner's uh, passcodes and, um, and knows how to get into their email and their phone, but the other doesn't. The other w- was asked, hey, um, the other... Pfft, Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting mixed up because I don't have the genders. But um, one of them was asked for the phone and they said, hey, can I have your passcode so I can get in? They're like, oh, no, no, absolutely not. And so we got into this debate whether or not it was like, okay, for you to refuse to give your partner the passcode. And I feel like we thought it was pretty fair to be able to have your privacy, especially if like it was just a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. I felt like it was a little bit different if you were married. I felt like maybe you should have some kind of level of technological intimacy, but Mm. that's where we left the conversation. Cassie, I just want to get your take on that because I missed it on Friday and I know you feel strongly about this, right? I do. So I think, um, Here's the thing. If you want to share your passcodes, that's fine. But for me, when you get married or in your relationship, it doesn't mean you sacrifice your individuality mm-hmm. and you're not allowed full access to me all of the time. You don't get get to come into my mind and see everything. Now, if you were worried that really that something was going on, I would give you my passcode. But for instance, I've shared my location with my husband because we have kids. And this morning he texted me. He's like, why are you at this medical center? And I'm like, I'm at work. The GPS is messed. And now I'm pissed off. Because I'm like, why are you checking on my location at 6.20 in the morning, Chad? Love you. But still. So it just irritates me because that's what happens. All these weird narratives. You misread stuff. You don't understand stuff. And I just think people deserve their privacy, which a lot of it is on your phone. And that it, it doesn't do any good. Yeah, Chad, that's AI Cassie. The real Cassie's actually at that clinic, but we can't tell you that. <laughs> like, did someone steal your phone? I'm like, I'm looking at it. Leave me alone. I'm working. All right, so the follow-up from Friday. Thanks for all the opinions. Unfortunately, it didn't entirely change the situation. So now I can tell you that it was my boyfriend who was refusing to give me his password. Couldn't told you that on Friday. Yeah, I think we all knew that, but nice try. We both listened to all your opinions. It did seem to be split down the middle on if one would be offended or bothered by him not sharing his password. Well, after we listened to your segment and opinions, he handed me his phone and told me the code and let me look at anything I wanted. And he didn't know this conversation was coming up. They just had it. And then he said, here, have it. Well, I think they both knew. Like, they were having an argument. They both listened to the show. So I think they submitted it to see what we would say. And then they listened to it together. And then after they listened to it together, he handed her the phone. Mm. After he deleted all the messages. I didn't know the first place. That's smart. (laughs) That thing was factory reset. (laughs) Why are there no apps on here? Your phone is so clean. Streamlined. I was quite surprised. I wasn't looking for anything. And I didn't find anything. Wait, time out. Your partner hands you the phone and says, here, you can look for whatever you want. Do you actually go through and look for stuff? Yeah. You do? Yeah, I'm a a snoop. Because who knows when I'm going to get the chance again. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. No, no, no. I don't. Y'all are liars. No, no. I swear. If well. I, if, we, if this happened, if if I, I'm putting myself and Bart in this situation, going back years when we first started dating, mm-hmm. if he did that and handed me the phone out of pride, 
I'm not looking through it. And I'd be like, no, I trust you. Just so I'm clear on where they were, there was no like, she didn't have a gut feeling he was doing anything wrong or no. vice versa. No, no. Okay. She literally just needed his phone to check something, do something, and she had it, couldn't get in. She had you hand it back to him so he could input the code and then he handed it back to her, which is got what got this whole thing started. Okay, yeah, no, I would not look through it. I wouldn't either. In that case. Now, uh-huh. when he wasn't around... <laughs> And or like he's taking a shower and I know the code, I would go and check the code to see if it still works. And if it still works, it's good. But if it's been changed, we're having issues. Wow. That's fair. So I would do that. That's fair. I would do that, but I wouldn't go through the phone. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't looking for anything and I didn't find anything. It was just nice to know that he was willing to share. However, the next day I picked up his phone, typed in the code. Shut up. And it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> you called it. You called it without calling it. Are we the same person? Is this really you and Bart? Somebody no. <laughs> Boyfriend. Wow. Okay. All right, so now we got problems. Oh. Yeah, you got to let it linger once you change it for a while. Yeah. He changed the password. When I called him out on it, he said this proved that I was wanting it to spy on him because why would I need the code one day later? So he set her up by changing it? That's what it sounds like. I honestly trust him. I can't explain why I like having the access. I guess it just makes me feel closer to him by knowing that I have access <laughs> to his entire world. Oh, girl, no. Now you're just telling yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, now that he changed it back, I think I feel worse than never having it to begin with. <laughs> so now the fight continues since he isn't giving in. I need to find a way to just get over it. Yeah, yeah you, you do. do. Yeah. <laughs> Let it go. The Burt Show. Mo had a decision to make going into the weekend, and his relationship truly was hanging in the balance. It was all on the line for me, and I knew I had to make the right decision. Um, I don't appreciate your Instagram going dark and not showing anything. <laughs> I, did, I, I did that on purpose. I know you did. <laughs> I was trying to be I a radio soldier. Checking it all weekend long, <laughs> and there was just nothing. It was radio silence. Right, so for the new Burt Show listener, assuming we have one, um, what exactly are you talking about? What what got us here? So I, uh, I've i been dating someone for over a year now, and things are going really, really well, and I I am attempting to keep them that way. And I had to make a decision this weekend because um, I ended up in a dilemma, basically because she has a best friend who has a baby shower or had a baby shower on Saturday. And that was in New York, of which I had agreed to go to a very long time ago and apparently forgot, which is another side note. I feel like in a relationship, when you admit to do something, but you're intoxicated, it shouldn't count. I, I don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I told her from now on, you can't hold it against me if I wasn't sober when I said it. All right, so what we're asking women now and dudes to do is walk around with a breathalyzer. Yeah. And when yeah. you have a conversation, you blow into it, and if they are at a certain level, then it doesn't even matter. I see nothing wrong with I that. I like this no. idea. Yes. You can ask them when they're drunk. Mm-hmm. You just have to remind them the next day when they're sober. Okay, and then you can see if the answer still matches. No, no, the answer, whatever you answer when you're intoxicated is the answer. Well, that's how I ended up here. (laughs) There are two places where the answer shouldn't count. And one is when you're drunk, and the second one is right after sex. Yep. (laughs) Or during. Or during. Yeah, she asked you a question during sex. It's always going to be yes. Null and void. (laughs) So the problem with that was I agreed to go, and I completely forgot about it because she asked me so long ago. And there was a big fight over the weekend as well. Um, Canelo Alvarez, who was the most famous boxer in the world, was fighting a guy named Jamel Charlo. And I am a very, very big fight fan. I love traveling. I look for any reason to travel and go watch a live sporting event. So my guy called me one day and said, I have tickets to the fight. And if you want to go, I can get them to you. Let's do it. Without even thinking twice about it, I said, yes, let's do it. And I was super excited about it. So excited about it. I ran to her to tell her about it. And I wondered why she didn't share my excitement. (laughs) (laughs) And then I found out it was because on that day she had already asked me if I would accompany her to her best friend's baby shower. In New York. And the fight is in Las Vegas. Yes. Now, it's important to note that when I took this to Katie, our producer, one of my best friends, she said to me, that she didn't believe I had to go to the baby shower because I didn't know anybody who was at the baby shower, so it wasn't that important yet. She's wrong. And then that's what KK said when we came here and talked about it here. 
So I had to decide between going there. And for her, I owed her one because I didn't make it to a couple of other events. And this you was the f- two. I owed her two. I did. And this was the first time I was going to get to meet her friends. And she was it wasn't gonna- about the baby shower. Right. It was about you two making a statement mm-hmm. that you are a couple and you were going to get to meet all of her friends. Yep. And versus a fight that is only going to happen once in a lifetime that I will never get an opportunity to go to again. <laughs> and so this came down to literally last minute because you weren't here on Friday, Bert, but I still didn't know where I was going on Friday. Really? I still had no idea. And a part of that was because New York, I'm not sure if y'all are aware, but there was a ton of floods that was making it very difficult to get to and from New York. Well, that's a lucky break. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) I mean, there were seals swimming around Brooklyn, New York. I thought for sure my flight won't make it there. So I told her about that and she said, I'm aware. And she said, okay, I'll do you a solid. If you go, if you try to get here first, this is the agreement we came to right after work. If you try to get to New York first and your flight gets delayed or canceled, you don't have to try to get on another one. Just go to Vegas. It's three hours behind. You'll still have plenty of time to get there. But if you try to get to New York first, then that will count. So she just wants to see some effort. Effort, yeah. That's all she wanted. Okay. So uh, since you wait to the very last minute to book a flight, (laughs) I I booked a flight that I thought for sure would be delayed. (laughs) I looked at the time and I and I and I read that the flights that were having a more difficult time getting out were the ones that were happening um, earlier in the day. So I said, okay, let me book. The earliest one I could. And so you're, I did. you're booking a flight for Saturday morning? Yes. Hoping, no, no, no. For, it's still Friday. Still Friday. Okay. Still Friday. Okay. Hoping that it's it will u- get delayed. It's usually the other way around. Like, mm-hmm. right. usually the later flights are the ones that get delayed. Because everything else during the day. It's like a domino yeah. effect. Exactly. Right? Uh-huh. But the rain, the, the pouring rain that was happening in New York, for, they were, I guess, estimating that it was going to slow down and then it would be easier for the flights to take off. So me being thinking I'm doing the smart thing, I picked the time when I knew the flight would get delayed. And it did get delayed. Got delayed by two hours, actually. Problem was, they didn't delay it until I was already on it. No. So it was was one of those flights where I'm sitting on a runway (laughs) for an hour and a half because we can't, it wasn't safe for us to fly into New York. So at this point, now I'm hoping they let us off. I'm hoping they just say, all right. That never happens. Happened once in my life, only (laughs) once. And I was hoping it would be twice. And they did not. They made us sit on that plane for an hour and a half mm. because we couldn't fly into New York. This is solitary confinement. Your girlfriend paid off Delta <laughs> to make so. you sit on that runway. <laughs> sit with your thoughts. <laughs> so, Think about what you've done. I know. And finally, the plane took off. And that's when I knew. I was like, okay, I'm committed now. I'm going to the baby shower. Okay. And I arrived. And... It, it, there was a couple of things that made me mad. One of them was when, when I got there, um, we went to the baby shower and she invited, which I didn't know. I didn't know it was going to be this big of a baby shower. I think she invited 120 people or something oh. insane like that. To a baby shower? To a baby shower. That's, which, that's I don't know. Is that common? That's a baby monsoon. Like that <laughs> yeah, is right? a lot of people. Have you ever been to one that's that big? No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. It's huge. It was in like this warehouse of a place. It was it was very nice, though. They, they designed it really nicely. Mm-hmm. But because of all of what was going on in New York, she makes the announcement like in the in the beginning of thank you for those who made it because it was only like thirty people there. Her best friends didn't make it. Oh, her no. family didn't make it. Oh, no. And they oh. live in New York. Dude. And I went through all of that <laughs> to get there from Atlanta. <laughs> and her cousins were not there. Her aunts were not there. Did you grab the mic and were you like uh uh-uh. uh? I came from Atlanta yes. and made it. Your family should be here right now. Every single one of them. I told her that. And she did in her speech. She was like, even Mo made it from Atlanta. I was like, yes, exactly. So it was literally like one fourth of the actual people who were invited to the shower came. So this was really, this was the couple's like coming out party to the family. And three fourths of the family didn't even show. Didn't even show. Oh, dude. <laughs> so we, so the fact that I was there ended up being like the highlight of the event. Yeah, I know how I am in social settings. It's already awkward enough. So we're like, we became like the highlight of her baby shower. I'm like, why does everybody keep asking when we're getting married? When is our baby shower going to be? <laughs> like, are we getting all of that for a full three hours and I was just sitting there like I could have been at the fight. Right, now this is not a loaded question and I really don't know the answer to this. Was it a good fight? That's what the saving grace was. It was a terrible fight. It was a terrible fight. Oh good. That is the one. If that would have been a great fight I would have been so mad. But it, it was a one-sided fight. It wasn't even worth going to so in the end I feel like I actually did make the right decision. Okay. Well done. You're still the guy. So, that, I don't 
don't like the way that ends. Well, the fight sucks, so it's okay. <laughs> he made the effort. Yep. I mean, above and beyond. Her family, three fourths of the family, doesn't they even, even show, show up. up. It all worked. The universe was working for family, them. not your girlfriend's family. I know, but that counts. No. I swam in. I don't even know that woman. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still a couple. I'm still safe. All You're right, good for well now. Done. Well done. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Okay. Bert Show. All right, so Abby has been going through uh, Hinge, looking at dudes, making their video. What do you even want to call them? It's a voice They're voice prompts. prompts. Voice prompts, but it's a... Yeah. Yeah. So on this dating app Hinge, you can have you have this option to have a voice prompt answer. So Hinge has a list of questions that they'll ask you, and you can either choose to type it out like a normal person, or you can have a response using your voice. And nine out of ten times, they are cringy and so icky. And obviously, I'm a woman looking for a man, so I typically only see male dating prompts. But I've seen the comments, I've seen the DMs, and I've heard the requests. For some female voice prompts. Oh. And I've scoured the earth for the last couple of weeks and I found a total of three. Um, <laughs> so they won't take up the whole segment, but I did find some good ones from the ladies. Before we even hear from them, what's the psychology do you guys think behind this? That dudes are like going to, not, I don't even want to say above and beyond, but they feel like they need to flex in a different way than women do? I think you all think more highly of yourselves. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she'll think this is funny, my Kermit impression. Yeah. Mm, no. <laughs> yeah. But we'll we'll start off with the ladies because I will say the difference between the men and the women that I've noticed from the voice prompts that I've heard is that, in my opinion, the women have more, like, unusual talents rather than being cringy, especially this girl who can make sound effects with her voice. Introducing Emily C, a five foot five Londoner from the South Coast, bringing you adventure, laughter, and fun. For more information, click the like button or leave a creative comment in the box below. Emily C, now on Hinge. T's and C's apply. Usually replies with a voice note between three to five working days. There was supposed to be a different girl there, but yes, she can do Love Island and basically have her own reality dating show. But now, can I get the EDM girl? Um, I can do the EDM sound before the bass drops, so. <laughs> Every white person club okay. music ever. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Both of those are better than what we've heard from the dudes. Yeah, yes. it's pure talent. Uh-huh. Now, <laughs> now so, some of these ladies might even be trying to audition for the next Shrek film. This is the gingerbread man from Shrek. Not the buttons. Not the gumdrop buttons. Fine, I'll tell you. Do you know the nothing man? Man. <laughs> Why are these so much more endearing? Like, if that's a dude, I'm like, what a cheese ball. But the fact that it's a, a woman makes me go, that's kind of endearing. It's funny because I think a couple weeks ago we did have a man do the exact same thing and we were like, ooh. Yeah. I think it's because when women are not afraid to make themselves look stupid or to be funny, it it is endearing. Goofy is endearing. Goof, 100% yeah, is. Goofy, yeah. it's funny, it's quirky, it's endearing. But now yeah. back to the men. <laughs> because, <laughs> because they Anything are but. they are definitely uh, on the cringier level. So let's, uh, let's compare this guy's Kermit impression to her gingerbread man impression. Okay, here's what it would sound like if Kermit the Frog had slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars instead of Will Smith. Keep oh. Miss Piggy's name out of your... Mouth. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's not the worst. It's not the worst uh, of her. Uh, it, it could be worse. Uh, but I think a lot of you are wondering why should I use a dating app? Why would I get on an app and use my voice and try and attract a mate? And I think you know a good answer would be you know sometimes a woman hits you with her car and you're trying to find her. I am specifically on here to match with the woman who hit me on my motorcycle with her car on October the 28th. But I am looking for you uh, because I think that um, now that the settlement is signed and you're released from liability, we should hate each other. We should hate bleep each other. (laughs) Well, first of all, I can't get past his voice. That's creepy voice, right? Uh, it can get creepier, yeah, actually. Yeah, it was weird. Let, let's get a little phlegm What do you there. expect? He just got hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till you recover. <laughs> yeah, give it some time. So if you thought he was creepy, I guarantee you it can get worse. And this might be the most uncomfortable voice prompt I have heard on Hinge thus far. 
I love the kind of woman that'll actually just kill me. You know, when I left the house today, I was thinking, damn, I really hope some hot chick paints my brains all over the hallway. I mean, really just absolutely destroy me. I'm talking full-on watermelon the thighs level of carnage. And I want it to scare the out of me. I mean, I want to piss myself. I want to piss myself and you to call me your little pee-pee piss-piss boy. I want you to f*** me up. What? <laughs> Is that out of a movie or something? No, no? no I kid you not. That's just of that's, his own making. That's just that's, his own creative that, imagination, wow. Kristen. It flirting. is it is spooky season. It is, yeah, that is spooky. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I need to go take a shower. <laughs> <I'm scared>. <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal out here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good luck, y'all. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Ta-da! <laughs> Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. It was one of the most tragic events this year, and now there's going to be a movie about it. I'm talking about the Titanic submersible that went missing a couple of months ago. So at least with the Titanic, there was about like 100 years between the two events. So this kind of feels a little soon for me. Mind Riot Entertainment now has a fiction project based on the Titanic submersible. A fiction project? Uh, so it's not even like a docuseries? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a full on movie. And mm. E. Brian Dobbins, who's the executive producer of Blackish and Cheaper by the Dozen, he is signed on to co-produce this. So basically, they're saying that this is going to cover what happened before, during, and after the tragedy that took over five days. No, Hard good, pass. no good for you, huh? Hard pass. I still think it'll be a huge blockbuster hit, hit if it comes out. It I think people be. love tragedy. It does feel too soon, though. It feels like it's more of a money grab than actually get the information out to people. Yeah, facts. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they already put out a doc series, didn't they? And that was literally yeah. like that while it was going on, before we even knew what the ending was, they're like, all right, let's put out a full docu-series to tell you what's going on. I'd be intrigued to see the movie. Uh, not in theaters. I would wait for it till I come to Netflix or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think I'd be intrigued by it. I want to know the stories of the people that were on it, how they got there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you watch like a documentary, mm-hmm. that's something that's nonfiction. Like watching that, you're not going to Yeah, get... it's going to be all sensationalized. Yeah. Time, right? Honestly, I would feel better about going to go see it if I knew the families were involved somehow. If they were okay with it, if they had their permission, and if they were using like interviews or if they talked to the families to understand who these people were in the submersible, like... I actually could get on board with that, but it just does seem a little too soon because it'll probably come out like, you know, the next three years or so. Because, I mean, that with that one man's son, he was mm-hmm. like, what, 17, 18? Like, how old was he? Yeah, I think he 19. Yeah. 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 Really, really young. Okay, we all had our special interests growing up, and for some people, it was the Titanic. But for Cardi B, it was Franklin D. Roosevelt and Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> I love FDR. You love FDR? Yes, and I love Eleanor Roosevelt. And you know how he got us through the Great Depression. Real with a war. Only president that got elected four times while he's in a wheelchair. As I grew up reading a lot about Eleanor Roosevelt, she had a very sad life. And then the next clip. When I went to her house, well, she, she had different house from her husband because Eleanor wanted her space. Just like me, I want my own space all the time. I saw the room where Churchill and FDR was talking about the nuke. That is crazy to me. Like, like I'm really here. Like, I'm obsessed with World War II. Like, I love World War I. Like, you know, I like reading about that. But World War II, like, I'm obsessed with just learning everything about it. So Gen Z has this ongoing joke that every school had a World War II kid. Usually it was like the nerd and he was cargo pants and he has a backpack that's like up to his ears. So it's funny to me to picture Cardi B as like the World War II kid of her school. Yeah, I, I'm, I love the fact that she's interested in all this. The music was a little dramatic for the interview. <laughs> it was a lot. She's such like, a like caricature of herself that when she says stuff with meaning like this, it almost doesn't register with me. She's, she's layered. She's an onion. Yeah, yeah. It she, was refreshing, though. It was yeah. like refreshing to hear her talk about something different like Agreed. that. Yeah, she can talk about WAPS and Franklin Delano. <laughs> she's a multifaceted individual. We love that for her. Uh, actually, I saw on Dumois that her AP history teacher actually wrote in and said that she was a really good student. Is that so, right? Yeah, smart lady. Okay, Beyonce is going to release her Renaissance World Tour film in theaters, so the girlies are getting fed because <laughs> <laughs> in about two weeks, Taylor Swift is releasing 
watching her Eras tour film that I'm going to go see with our competitor who was here last weekend or on Friday. Mm -hmm. And then I beat her, but I'm going to pay for her popcorn while we watch the movie. Yeah, so during our Taylor Swift game on Friday, uh, you missed Bert. Um, Abby won. She was victorious by a landslide. Um, But the two of them are still going to go. Our our challenger, who lost, Mm. had an extra ticket to the opening day of the film. And she's taking Abby. And they're going together. very Mm Taylor-like. I was shocked that she even wanted to hang out with me after I beat her. I was like, you're so nice. Anyway, so Beyonce is reportedly about to do a similar deal that Taylor did with AMC, where it'll basically be a concert uh, film where you'll get to see, obviously, like the full show, but you also get to see unreleased footage from her Renaissance visual album. You know what I do love about this? It just gives some the opportunity to have access to the concert that might not be able to afford the tickets to go to a stadium and see it. Look, these are going to be difficult to get to also, but you know, the concert is one thing. It's the shared memories that you have Mm -hmm. with a daughter or a husband or whatever. That's what's really, that's what really counts. And some just can't afford to go Mm -hmm. there. So at least this gives you some access. Yeah. And honestly, it'll probably be a better experience because like when I saw Taylor, it was a workout trying to keep up hmm. with her. So how do concerts in a movie theater work? Like, are you still, are you still supposed to be quiet? No. You sang, it's loud, it's lit. I, I've never seen one in a movie theater before. AMC's already tweeted out that they fully expect the girlies to lose their minds. Okay. And they, they should expect it. You think you're going to tell 200 Taylor Swift fans to stay in their seat and don't say anything? Touche. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> Got your point. <laughs> the NFL thinks Swifties don't know football. I'll tell you how they explain the game on your next eBuzz on The Bird Show. Yay. Uh, her friend got engaged to a guy after only knowing him for a month. Yay. Yay. Love at first sight. She wasn't so into the yay part of it. So she was going to have an intervention with her friend over the weekend and say, you don't barely even know this dude. How did it go? We will get an update next. The Burt Show. You guys have asked us for more Burt Show, so we're giving you more Burt Show. Uh, Burtshow.com slash bonus BS. I'm going to warn you this week, we go R-rated. <laughs> we are super R-rated. So... The bonus content is really like stuff that you're not going to hear here on the radio. So just expect it when you hear it, is all I'm saying. (laughs) You learned a lot, though. It's very educational. Uh Mm -hmm. I wouldn't listen with kids in the car. (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, Thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. All right, Kristen. I wasn't here on Friday. Mm -hmm. Tell me about this intervention. Oh, Caroline's going to tell us about the intervention. And she was on with us on Friday? Mm -hmm. Yep. It's all about her friend who got married or her friend who got engaged after only knowing the guy for a month. Dang. Uh, hey, Caroline. Hi. Hi. Can you help me out here? Because I wasn't here on Friday. So she's she met this guy, and then one month later gets engaged to him? Yeah. So she, you know, she's been having trouble with dating, and the online dating has just been, like, crazy. And so she met this guy on Match.com. They were talking for a couple of weeks before they finally met up in person. And literally after the first date, this dude proposed to her and she said yes like a maniac so yeah they didn't like like, go on dates for a month they talked mm -hmm. online Mm -hmm. had a date yep got engaged okay there's a small part of me that think that's very romantic and we had a bunch of our show listeners Uh by bunch i mean two that (laughs) called up and shared stories that like yes married for many 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 years and it all started like that i remember taking a call years ago from a woman that said that she spotted her future husband from across the room at a bar saw him they locked eyes and she knew before they even talked that they were going to be with each other and they did end up getting married and they were with each other for like 20 years wow so it can happen but my guess is the odds are not great, right? That's what I would think. Those are probably anomalies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very romantic, I mean, but maybe not practical. Person. Right. <laughs> All right, so it's a month. She barely knows this guy. She gets engaged, and you and I'm sure everybody in her life are kind of concerned about this. Yeah, we're like, what are you having, like some sort of midlife crisis? Like, come on. Like, we get it. Everyone's getting married. Like, there's this, you know sort of pressure but like at the end of the day like we were just telling her look we love you it doesn't matter like you don't have to rush into anything but she's been pretty set on this dude and we were like look take it from us like we're not trying to like hold you back like we're not hating it's just not a good idea there's red flags all over the place um so you sat her down this weekend and went through all of these red flags yep Okay, let's sit back and enjoy the ride. How'd that go? Uh, you know, at first, we, were, you know, it was like, 
okay. Like, and she was really hearing all of us. Like, you know, she was like, okay, we've known her for like at this point about 15 years and like, we're looking out for her. And it was like, okay. Like she's listening to us and it seemed like she was going to, you know, break off the engagement, not necessarily break up with him, but just be like, look, you know, this is all good, but this is a little too fast. Let's just take our time and really get to know each other. And it seemed like that was the plan. And then by the end of the weekend, this dude is just like going crazy. Basically she brought this up to him and he was just like, no, like this is crazy. Like, you know, you're giving up on us. And he just like, I've given you the best four weeks of my life. How could you do this to me? (laughs) Exactly. He just got like really upset about it. And, you know, and then after, after everything that we, you know, sat down and talked to through, she just like backpedaled and decided that actually, no, she's actually going to go ahead with the, the engagement after all. Wow. wow. So that didn't like, because he went, he went crazy. That, so, that, much. so that didn't freak her out, him freaking out. It actually made her want him more. Yeah. Huh. She's like, oh my God, this is so romantic. You know, he's like really, you know, into me. And I'm just like, girl, this guy is crazy. He doesn't even know you. Like, why is he in such a rush to get married with someone that he just met online? Well, like, his friends you. his friends are probably saying the same thing to him about yeah. her. Uh, him him so. freaking out about it was a bigger red flag than him asking to get married after yeah, yeah, yeah. one date in the first place. Yeah, like anybody logical would go, I understand why your friends are concerned. We've only exactly. known each other for four <laughs> weeks. <right? laughs> yeah, but the fact that he just like... Um, Push back on it so hard, I think, speaks volumes. Yeah, me too. I think anyone with, like, their head on their shoulders would think the same thing. I, at this point, we're just at a loss for words for, like, how to help her, how to, like, get through to her. Well, you can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped, right. Caroline. You're right. Mm, so you just got to let it go through it. You just don't know, like, two people's baggage also, right? Yeah. Like, who knows why he's so eager to get married, why she's so eager to get married, who who knows psychologically what's going on, but I don't know that there's anything that you can say without just saying the same things over and over and over again. If her heart's into it, she's going to have to live this lesson. She's a grown-ass woman. As a friend, would you go to the wedding? Mm. Mm. I mean, look, I, I'm going to be there for her and support her as much as I can. Um, I'm not going to just like abandon her, but I'm not going to be like super happy about it. You know? Yeah. She might need some people there by her side. Yeah. Yeah. A good friend would go to the wedding and then hold their hand through the divorce. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. These are really tough times here because you, you can see what she perhaps does not, but I think Kristen is right, man. If you like really are a best friend, she's going to need your help. She's going to feel super lonely. And if this doesn't work out, feel super stupid also. So this is the time that a best friend steps up, right? Yeah, so I'm going to stick beside her. <laughs> <laughs> keep us updated. Yeah, yep. Good luck. Call us next week when the wedding's off, okay? <laughs> All right, it's guys. the Bird Show. The Bird Show. You talk about full hearts, man. Um, we were at the Georgia Aquarium yesterday for a Burt's Big Adventure reunion. And uh, thank you to you guys and thank you to Gas South for helping out with these family reunions. But man, my heart was so full. I'm sure you guys felt it's, it's the most kids and most adults we've ever had a reunion before. Yeah. 525 Burt's Big Adventure family members <laughs> wow. were at the reunion Crazy. yesterday at the Georgia Crazy. Aquarium. Crazy. So if you've ever gone to an event at the Georgia Aquarium and you've been in the Oceans Ballroom, like they, they have like so many events there, but walking in and seeing it filled with just Burt's Big Adventure families from the past 20 years. I mean, kids and their families that went on the very first trip mm-hmm. to the kids and the families who went on last year's trip. It was bananas. You guys have really done something super, super special here. Um, Kristen is 100% right. Like I was hanging out with Austin yesterday, who I think was on our second trip. Um, dude is 27 years old now. Wow. Had a full mustache, right? Uh, I, it might have been. <laughs> There's a couple of kids. Couple of, well, couple they're not of kids them have, anymore, no, man. Adults. <laughs> yes. They're in their 20s and they're rocking 
facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> Kids went on the trip when they were six years old, and they're all still hanging out at 27. And we've said to you guys before that this sense of community that you have allowed us to build with Burt's Big Adventure is even more important than the trip. I mean, the trip is really, really great, and we start to connect there down to Disney World with all these guys. But what all these families have said afterwards, it's the sense of community when you're in this special needs world where you feel like you're on the outside looking in. Clearly, when you have 500 kids and parents coming to a reunion, you guys have nailed it. Yes. <laughs> you guys have nailed it. And you're doing this this community that you have built is really really impressive and it's really really special oh yeah seeing all the kids like carson i had to look up to make eye contact with them and i'm like i know i think you're like six uh, foot now man. <laughs> <laughs> it was really a special day and i hope you guys go online and if you've given any money at mm -hmm. all to burt's big adventure this is sort of your payoff i mean the chances are pretty good you might maybe not meet our burt's big adventure kids but seeing all of their smiling faces and all of them hanging out together, this is your payoff. You really need to go and check out the pictures. And again, uh, Gas South helps us with these family reunions, and they're just super important. Yeah, thank you to the Georgia Aquarium, and thank you to Gas South, and thank you to all the family members that showed yes. up yesterday. It was awesome seeing everybody and hanging out. There's always one right around the corner. Yep. There's, um, there's another one coming up in a couple of weeks. Holiday reunion, baby. Yeah. Woo! It'll be here before you know it. All right, so tell us about Stone Mountain and Pumpkin Fest you went to this well, weekend. So my mom came into town this weekend. Great was in town to see um, Jimmy, her sweet little grandson. And so as soon as she um, arrived at Hartsville-Jackson Airport and I picked her up, we went back home, did a quick change and headed to Stone Mountain because Cassie had told me about the Stone Mountain Pumpkin Festival and had the best time. Um, met my friend Amanda and her son Asa and the, the from the dinosaurs to the pumpkins to the train ride to the laser light show against the mountain. It, 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 they had the best time. It's like literally you've walked into a pumpkin explosion. Really? When you walk through there are arches of pumpkin and they, pumpkins and they have all these storybook characters and scenes like the Little Mermaid done in pumpkins. And then they have Cinderella a, done in pumpkins. Uh, and Snow White done in pumpkins. <laughs> and then they have characters walking around and a drone show where all these drones come together and make like shapes in the sky and the lasers and fireworks. If you've never been, it's absolutely worth checking out because little kids lose their mind. They go bonkers over it. It's super cute. Yeah, so Granny had a great time at the Stone Mountain Pumpkin Fest. Um, she was at the Burt's Big Adventure reunion yesterday, so she had to take Jimmy to the aquarium for the first time. Um, we actually, I went to a mall. <gasps> she, I know, right? <laughs> Throwback. We went to Perimeter Mall, um, took her to Intermezzo Cafe for lunch, and then went shopping. I know. Did you have the cheesecake? We didn't do cheesecake. We oh, just God. tiramisu, man. Tiramisu is our favorite. Um, and you can't, the desserts at Intermezzo are just like just beyond. Um, and so she always, she she trusts my fashion sense and she, one of the things she misses the most about being near me is when, when we used to, when we go shopping together so I can help her like when we're in like the changing room and stuff like that and pick stuff out for her. So we got to have a nice little shopping afternoon and then we were in Shambly last night because we had to take her to the Frosty Caboose so we could get some ice cream. It was just it was it was a packed weekend, but it was just full of fun and full of love. All so. Atlanta kind of weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Super fun. All right, Mo, this Major League Baseball player that's really connected with uh, husbands and dudes. Yeah, so I, I wanted to read his exact tweet to you guys and, and get your take on it, but I guess he was going through a lot of uh, steam online and deleted it, so the tweet is not there anymore. Oh, really? So I'll try to remember what he said. Uh, it was a lot. It was a very long tweet, but he was getting a lot of heat. His name is Aubrey Huff. He used to play uh -huh. in the majors over for 13 years. And so he's going through a very public divorce with um, his now ex-wife. And apparently uh, it cost him a lot of money. It was a rough breakup. And so he was taking a lot of heat for the fact that he cheated on her. And so he wrote uh, a really long message about trying to explain from a male point of view why a lot of men are so hesitant to get married nowadays because he was saying that in his case he gets why he's getting a lot of the heat but he doesn't like the fact that so many people are saying that he's bitter in a way that he's going about it because he says for the most part of his 13 uh, year career he was which i know the ladies were really mad about this but he was faithful to his wife he just slipped up and he feels as if the majority of men who be in this position to have to face these temptations every day in a 13-year career would slip up as well. And he feels like there were a lot of things that went wrong on her end as well as his end. 
And he just basically didn't think it was fair that because of his one slip up, he now has to not only give her half of his earnings, but he also has to continue to pay for her spousal support, even though they are no longer together. Yeah. And he he just feels like it needs to change. And he was asking women, how do you believe that this is fair? Because I made one mistake that will now haunt me for the rest of my life because it wasn't as if it was his intention to, uh, to, to step out on his wife, but it was a mistake that happened. And now he feels like he's going to have to pay for that for the rest of his life, in which that was his point in saying he would never get married again. And he thinks this is why some men are now being hesitant to marry. And, well, a lot of the women had different opinions on why they, they, they didn't really care. Oh, so, I bet. oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not getting married again because the wife you cheated on wants half of your stuff. So and if he, you had just not cheated on her to begin with, you wouldn't be in this position. <laughs> Let me try to interpret what he's saying here. He's like, for 13 years, uh-huh. I'm on the road, and I haven't screwed around when I could have, and she would have never found out about it, and I mess up one time. She's divorcing me for it. I shouldn't have to give everything that I made over my career for this one mistake. That's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> and, that, and, and that didn't go over and well. No, because a lot of the women <laughs> were saying exactly what Kristen just said. Well, you shouldn't have messed up. You shouldn't have cheated. You shouldn't have stepped out. And then that's when his response was, I would challenge anyone uh, especially men, to have a 13-year career in professional sports where he feels like 90% of their marriage was beneficial to her. And he had one slip-up and in that time, and he just doesn't feel like the punishment matches. It's the crime? Right. Mm. Mm. Here's what I know about breakups as somebody who does this every week with a breakup podcast. When it comes to cheating, it's never just one mistake. Nobody has a happy-go-lucky, yay, I love everything about life type of relationship and then just goes off and cheats with somebody. I think that him cheating was probably just the last straw for her with a series of maybe like indiscretions or maybe there was growing tension throughout the relationship. And so he feels like it was just this one mistake, but really it was just the final straw. And so because he is a professional athlete and brought lots of money, he should be, like, allowed to do that and not get raked over the coals. So, like, for instance, if it was just an average Joe that did this, yes, by all means, take half his money. I don't think he was saying he should be allowed to, but I, I think he was trying to say that it should be understandable that but he I gave her so up. I gave her such right. a good In life. That time, right. Oh, okay. That she shouldn't get 50% after. <laughs> right. And I can't believe that he deleted the tweet. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He got that tweet out of were it. Were there a lot of dudes that were backing him on it, too? There were. It, there, it was, were. there were some women, too. It was, like, kind of 50-50. Oh. It was, a. Uh, I actually thought it was shocking how it was balanced a balanced response but i guess it was enough heat for him to get rid of it either uh, way by the way this is the dude that got permanently banned from twitter back in 2021 oh is that right uh-huh. okay. and also had to slip up back in 2020 on twitter at least he's consistent it's the bird show the bird show